1: time to rewind. It's the Chris and Amy Rewind Recap. Oh boy, we've had a real doozy today on the Chris and Amy show. First of all, uh, we want you to be listening on the Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y, where you can listen live. You can get the podcasts. You can, uh, you know, go back later. Cardinals baseball is on the Odyssey app. Very, very convenient for you to uh to download it for free and then listen to KMOX, all the great shows for free, especially this one. So
2: and, you want to make sure you listen. Yeah. And if you missed anything, right, you can catch it on the Odyssey app, you can catch it on the podcast. And tomorrow, what you don't want to miss. Oh yes. Oh my gosh, I am so excited. We have made a made a call at the line of scrimmage. We are making tomorrow's 10 An audible? Yeah.
1: I don't know if it's an audible if it's pre-planned.
2: Um, but we did it during the show. We announced show, it live.
1: I think it'd be an audible if we decided yesterday.
2: You mean tomorrow? Or tomorrow,
1: yeah. <laughs> during the show tomorrow. Yesterday
2: would make it way less of an audible. No. At any rate, tomorrow there is going to be a major announcement at eleven o'clock. Bush Stadium concert event. Bill with the third will be there. Joe Buck will be there. And Ronge and I both both have our theories of what this concert event announcement will be.
1: Yes. If but it's this big of an event, that Joe Buck and, and Bill the Third are going to be there. It
2: has to be Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. But some people have Their said been, Adam yeah. Wainwright, which, hey, I no, mean, I listen. I don't think so. I just
1: don't think he would fill a stadium for a concert. He
2: won't fill a stadium for a concert. He, I mean, unless it's Adam Wainwright and somebody like a country band, like a yeah. Zach band. Yeah or something. At any rate. Zach Brown Band. Zach Brown Band. Here's the thing. We're going to pregame and have an announcement extravaganza from 10 to 11 tomorrow. It's going to be so much fun. You don't want to miss, I think, like champagne, kazoos. We're going to have an announcement extravaganza in the 10 o'clock hour. We're very excited about this. You need to join us.
1: I agree. So tomorrow, 11 o'clock, major
2: announcement. Yeah. This is not a joke.
1: It's got to be Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. However, however, there have been multiple people who have been texting into the show who have said they think it's ACDC.
2: Because it was just announced that ACDC will be touring. There was a mayor in Munich, Germany, who spilled the beans. Oh, come on. He said something about the highway to hell coming back to Munich. And Ah. everyone said, oh, my gosh, mayor, you can't say that. He ruined it. Uh, but is a, am I wrong here to think that it's odd yeah. that Bill With The Third and Joe Buck would be at this announcement for ACDC? What's Joe Buck's tied ACDC? I don't know.
1: Does he like him a lot?
2: Are they that big of a deal?
1: Uh, voicemail's 314 944 1120. Inquiring minds want to know, why would Joe Buck be involved in announcing a Taylor Swift? You know what I'm talking about, that gal. Taylor Swift. Swift? <laughs> a Swifty concert. What possible connection would Joe Buck have to do with it? Well, here's, I don't know. Maybe he's a Swifty. Maybe he's a Swifty. Here's
2: my connection, I think. Connected people are connected to a lot of people. Uh, Joe Buck's daughter was the roommate of Lori Loughlin's daughter in the Varsity Blues scandal. So famous people know famous people. Sure. So maybe his daughter's friends with Taylor Swift. I don't know. Maybe he's friends with Mr. Swift.
1: Well, has he not called a game that Taylor has been at this year? There you go. So
2: that's the connection. Oh, how did I not think about that? Monday Night Football, Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift.
1: Look, uh, if it is ACDC, a lot of people are going to go. It's, you know, it's it's an historic rock band. Obviously, it's a big deal.
2: Have they not toured in a long time? I don't know. I mean the Rolling Stones have toured multiple times.
1: yeah I've and they're no let's show. be honest they're no Rolling Stones.
2: right. that's why Joe Buck you can call in and tell us who it is. Yeah
1: Joe, let us know. We'd like to get the uh, the inside scoop yeah. So anyway, that announcement is coming tomorrow at 11 o'clock and we will have it for you uh, right here on KMLX. We uh, visited with Linda Gradstein. From CBS News, who uh, talked with us from Jerusalem, we discussed a number of things. We discussed what was going on in Israel, Gaza, but mainly um, the situation that's been happening in the Red Sea with all of the shipping that is being disrupted by the attacks on or by the Houthis. First of all,
3: it it means that prices are going to go up. Uh, and already have gone up on a lot of goods, and and some of these missiles, by the way, about a month ago, uh, ballistic missiles struck three commercial ships. Uh, although, as far as I know, there haven't been any casualties. But you're gonna you're gonna see prices go up, um,
1: and some companies may choose to sort of halt shipping or to do it, uh, you know, t- use fewer ships. Uh, so there could also potentially be shortages of various goods as well. Oh, great.
2: Well, remember when the ship, the cargo ship got lodged... The Evergreen. ...in the Suez Canal? Was it called Evergreen? It's That was written on the ship, yeah. yeah. And it was lodged in the Suez Canal. So 12% of all world trade goes through the Suez Canal. It is a major commercial artery. And now it's estimated that 12 out of 14 container ships, plus a large share of oil and gas tankers bound for that route are now taking the route around southern Africa, which is thousands of miles longer. That's going to cost more and crew and fuel and everything else that goes into shipping. So it is a big deal from a commercial standpoint. A much bigger deal is the fact that this is, the Houthis are Iranian-backed. They are shooting missiles at commercial ships and helicopters. And we, on Sunday, the United States sunk three of the four ships, um, or that were shooting uh, missiles, so this is a big deal. It's a conflict that it seems the United States obviously does not want to escalate, but we're not necessarily taking action to stop it. It's more reactionary. I don't, I don't know what the and next I don't step either. is.
1: It, well, I don't know what the correct thing to do is either, because we do have to be. The United States is in a very precarious situation in the Middle East altogether because of the relationships they have, those they are trying to, that relationships, by the way, that we need, it's not mm-hmm. like we can just be done with everybody and, and operate independently. And there's a
2: difference between a strong ally and a relationship.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but you also have to be careful with the relationships too. So,
2: Oh, absolutely. and it,
1: it, it, Yeah. And I'm not a military expert, so I can't tell you if they should be doing more or if this is about what they can be doing at the moment. I don't know.
2: And the Houthis are, I mean, a terrorist organization. The United States, well, Joe Biden administration declassified them as a terrorist organization primarily because in order to send aid to Yemen, where there is a famine and it's been war-torn, we can't send aid to a place that is run by a terrorist organization, although I I'm a little confused. I need to look into that because Gaza is run by Hamas, which is a terrorist organization. So I'm not exactly sure how that works, but it was declassified to get aid to Yemen. But there's still a terrorist organization. I mean, it just it's, it's a very entangled web.
1: A listener text in, I guess the ship disturbers are in the Red Sea. <laughs> <laughs> we
2: have really clever listeners. Oh, man,
1: they're getting really good. They're you guys getting are so good. good.
2: The callback? What I
1: discovered is that what Hollywood is really preparing for is a future where movie stars or celebrities of any kind can get their digital doubles created and what i mean by that is just basically scanned head to toe and and then basically created in a computer using that data so that they can be in two places at once so if Brad Pitt needs to shoot a movie over the summer but there's a uh, a beer that wants him for a commercial he might be able to license out his digital double And they can create a commercial using that double and air it on TV, and none of us would be the wiser because it looks so true to life. Eric Schwartzel is a reporter for the Wall Street Journal, and he went through the whole process of uh, being photographed digitally. For the artificial intelligence, he had to do certain movements. He had to uh, say for certain phrases. It's just, it, it's really interesting. It's fascinating technology. It but is. But it is also extremely frightening.
2: Well, it's, yeah, and there's so many levels to it because you talked about compensation for actors and their likenesses and their voices. That is one of the smaller concerns compared to larger concerns that you could have massive deception yes and it's an extremely expensive technology it's an elite technology that could create have and have nots in hollywood it also means that those with the resources like i don't know xi jinping in china or whoever these leaders are putin could they use ai to somehow be deceptive because they have enough video audio of current president's Other leaders where they could send out a message to either their people, not just globally, but maybe to their people, say, look what this guy is saying. I mean, the ethics between generating A.I. when it comes to human likenesses and human voices has got to be flirting with the ethical concerns that we have when it comes to genetic engineering, Uh, engineering humans. What were they calling up the brand name babies, that type of ethical concern we're, with AI, our technology is so advanced that we're entering that territory.
1: And I uh, will continue to say this: I just don't trust the the producers of AI, those who are doing everything to to progress the technology. I just don't trust them to put up their own guardrails. Right? I just don't. I don't because I think that while there are people that want to see themselves as the good guys, as Eric was telling us. That they want to be on that edge where they are they are saying, Hey, you know, we, we need to think about humanity first. I think they think that they would like to be that, but my belief, and and this is probably stereotyping them, but my belief is that if you're in that industry and you are developing the technology, I think you're most driven by how far can we push this? Yeah. And not and not how well should we push it this far.
2: I, to me, yeah, I you can call it stereotyping. For me, I look at them in, in the tech world, primarily the leaders. I'm not saying everybody who works in the tech world, but specifically those who are the tip of the spear of this new technology as guilty until proven innocent, because I do think they look at humanity, world history, civilization as their own personal giant experiment. What can we do? And I think they do move faster than their consideration for the potential consequences of all of this AI that they're creating.
1: I agree with you. I think it is the, and I've said this before, it is the living embodiment of the Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum meme.
2: We were so concerned about whether we could.
1: That you didn't stop to think if you should.
2: That's exactly right.
1: And I, there can be a lot of great benefits to artificial intelligence. And I think primarily in the medical field, for example, it could really help with diagnosis and treatment, and and all kinds of great things. But there there is a downside to it that frightens me, mm-hmm. like no other technology has concerned me before.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Anyway, anything you missed today on the Odyssey app? Oh, you also um, may have missed what has been the uh, uh, worst piece of music. ever written. Does something like this get written?
2: I wish I could explain. It's the worst
1: hold music in history. I
2: wish I could explain to our listeners the resolute, principled determination of Chris Ranji to outhold
1: yeah, any, any customer service. customer
2: service. Right. Agency.
1: If they say it could be 45 minutes, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Game Let's go. On. Let's go. Game on
2: for you this You think you're going to get me
1: to hang up? Nope. No. But that. Not
2: Chris Ranji. I
1: was done in minutes.
2: Unbelievable. I, call, I called
1: a company to cancel an order, and that was the hold music, and it it made me hang up. I had to hang up. I had to. I couldn't listen to it. And you it's the think, worst I've ever heard.
2: Isn't that just light jazz? Well, at first, for the first three seconds, until you realize... It's the, f-
1: the same note over and over That's and exactly over and right. over again. And I've been thinking about it a lot in the last... Oh, gosh, it's probably been about 20 hours.
2: Yeah.
1: I've been thinking about that song a lot over the last 20 hours. Uh, regarding the concert, Amy, yeah. Texter says, ACDC has not toured in at least eight years it's been fifteen years since they played St. Louis. And they are old as dirt, so this is probably the last time they play here.
2: <laughs> are they that big? Are they that big? Yeah, it's They're AC/DC. not the Rolling Stones and the Rolling They're Stones. They're not Rolling Stones big. And no. I get that it's the rarity of them playing together. But ACDC is big enough that Bill the DeWitt, DeWitt the third I always get the duh and the the <laughs>
1: you
2: nailed it. <laughs> Built so Bill the with third, third. third and Joe, Joe Buck. Buck are going to make the announcement together? I mean, unless Joe Buck is the largest ACDC fan in the world, or he just happened to be in town for the holidays, I don't know. But it does seem a bit odd. Another? We don't know if it's ACDC. No
1: idea. But they are apparently announcing a tour. Um,
2: so that would, that, I feel like that's probably it, even though it should be. With.
1: I have no confirmation of this, but a texter says Joe is good friends with Kenny Chesney, who is touring with Zach Brown.
2: So, <gasps> so maybe it's, it's the both of them with Adam Wainwright. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if what?
2: It, it, it could he could have come
1: up and play a couple of songs? Maybe that's it. That could be it. Kenny Chesney, Zach Brown, Brown,
2: and Adam Wainwright
1: have. Yeah, maybe that's it. That I they're
2: don't know. they're going to. Hmm.
1: Hmm. A uh, texter says. What do you mean, bad music? I've got the album. <laughs> Are you talking about our hold music? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good.
2: What's the name of the album, Texter?
1: Yeah, let us know.
2: Let us know. We want to know <laughs> the name of the album. Uh, Give it on vinyl.
1: Oh, my God.
2: It anyway, is...
1: I'm sorry to say that I think I will be disappointed if it's ACDC and not Taylor Swift. It'll be a cool concert.
2: What about if it's... And a
1: lot of people will want to go.
2: Kenny Chesney, Zach Brown Band. And Adam Wainwright.
1: That would be intriguing, but I don't really care for country music. So I probably wouldn't go.
2: Does Nelly still tour?
1: Sure. He he just played recently here. I think he played, uh, was it Halloween or something? Didn't he have like the white party or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever that was. Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: How come we weren't invited to that? Did you see the pictures from that? Everyone... At this company was at that oh, yeah. party with Nelly.
1: From the FM side of the building. They what, don't invite us to stuff. Why
2: can't, we have an FM 98.7 FM.
1: That's right. Well, Literally they don't, they
2: don't everyone care about I know one. that I see walking down the hallway or I see taking food from the little kitchenette <laughs> was at <laughs> Nelly's white party.
1: I know.
0: Why
2: weren't we invited?
1: Uh, before we go to break, the uh, a texter says the name of the hold music, and I... <laughs> I did uh, reveal that it was a watch company yes, you that did. I was calling. And it says uh, the name of the album is What You Gonna Do About This Hold Music. <laughs> you guys are really on one today. Twenty twenty four. Off to The listeners are off to a great start. The they texters are, are off to a great start. 314-436-7900. Chris and Amy on KMOX. Message to the text line 314-436-7900. It's great to have you guys back together. Hope you both enjoyed your holidays. I will say I'm going to miss the increased presence of John Hancock. We were blessed with the last two weeks. It's like he's part of a comedic duo, but he's the only one who knows. That's from, uh, it's from our guy John in Dallas.
2: John so. Hancock is... Amazing. He's just my favorite.
1: Makes a joke and looks around the room like... <clears throat> I know. So you hear that joke?
2: Well, after we talked to <laughs> slew demographer Ness he's Sandoval the about the crime, the lack of transparency in crime rates from the St. Louis Police Department, uh, Ness Sandoval brought up that you can see crime in Chesterfield and Town and & Country, and he's like, Town & Country police release all their crime data, and John's like, oh, finally got to see about that crime rate wave in <laughs> <laughs> Town <and> & Country. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great stuff. <laughs> Amy, there is growing speculation that the concert yeah. could be ACDC and Rolling Stones.
2: Growing speculation from Tyler behind the glass?
1: No, from this one texter. We got one texter okay. who says that. So.
2: Grew from zero to one.
1: Well, what if it is? Now that's a concert. Now that's a thing. Yeah. I can't imagine they would get together, but
2: I don't know. Who knows? What's Joe Buck doing there?
1: (laughs) It's Chris and Amy on KMLX. Chris and Amy show on KMOX until one o'clock. Then it's Dave Glover who comes in and uh, takes over. Amy Marks, cores and Chris Ranji together for the first time. And it feels like uh 15 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. The holidays happened. Mm-hmm. We are back. We've got uh, visitors in studio.
0: We
2: do. I'm so excited to welcome in Rachel Sanger uh, with the Midwest children's burn camp and burns recovered and her good friend journey. And Rachel, I'll, let you um, introduce your guest and explain to people, if they don't know what Burns Recovered is and Midwest Children's Burn Camp, um, exactly how awesome that organization is.
3: Hi, thanks for having us. Yeah, I go by Rocky at Camp. I've been involved in Burn Camp for 15 years, and it is totally my heart and soul at this point. Um, Midwest Children's Burn Camp is a camp for burn survivor children. They get to go for free because of generous donations. Um Every year. And it's an awesome place. And Journey is a good friend of mine. We have, she's a camper and we have had awesome memories together. Journey, do you want to say anything about camp? This is her first time on the radio. Oh. It can be a little scary. I yeah, get it's, it.
1: Don't worry. Nobody's listening.
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's just us.
1: It's just us, Journey.
3: What do you want to say? What are your favorite things about camp? Um, Art, tie-dye, and friends. And um, counselors. That's awesome. Oh. Art, tie-dye, friends, and counselors. And campers. That's awesome. That's so fun.
2: It's good because at the camp, you get to do all sorts of activities and meet friends who understand where you are.
3: That's exactly right. So everyone has, every camper has a burn injury and they are surviving and thriving and doing awesome and they get to come hang out at camp and be at a place where everyone looks similar and they can kind of forget about their scars for a little bit and uh find themselves and and thrive after their burn injury um so it's an awesome place we have what do we have horseback riding you said tie-dye what else Tubing. Oh, yeah. Oh, tubing. tubing. Oh, that's oh tubing. So cool.
2: Do you get flipped out of the tube? Sometimes I've seen that in the water where you're like, you get. <laughs> I've never
1: gotten to do that.
2: You've never gotten to go tubing?
3: No. It's it looks so like fun. fun. It's behind a boat, right? That kind of tubing? We used to do that. Now we go kayaking and we float down the river in a tube. Oh, and that's fun. fun. Rocky falls mm, every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Journey's pretty stable. She doesn't usually fall. Yeah. What are the ages that will go to the camp? Usually 6 to 17. Sometimes we'll accept a 5-year-old if they're ready, um, but 6 to 17-year-olds. And then we have counselors in training, and they get to come from 18 to 21, and then a lot of our burn survivors come back as counselors to volunteer their time. So it's an awesome place. It's totally a family feel, and we just love each other all year round, <laughs> as you're smiling at me. <laughs> it, it's,
1: it, and the camp is free. The right. camp
3: is totally free, so it costs about $2,500 to send a kid to camp, but um, burn injuries are often a socioeconomic issue. Either they don't have um, a smoke detector in their house or the house caught on fire because of um, space heaters or whatever it may be, and so we find it really important to send all of our campers to camp for free because they truly would not necessarily have this opportunity otherwise. Um And so we need generous support. In fact, we're having a fundraiser February 24th. It's on our website, brsg.org. It's a fundraiser to make camp happen. And then we also have a golf tournament in May and a trivia night in the fall. We do a lot of fundraisers because we truly couldn't make camp happen without generous support. We also do other things for Burns Recovered, like we help burn survivors get garments and uh, help at the hospital. A lot of support besides camp, but camp is sort of our, you know... Our big event, yeah. Because representatives too from
2: Burns Recovered, the staff, you will go to the hospital kind of from the beginning. Yes. And let people know, you know, what it's a unique injury that yeah. you'll be recovering
3: from. Absolutely. Um, In fact, often burn survivors go to the hospital that have, you know, are years past their burn and feel like they can, they want to do that. And they can talk to the families and, you know, obviously no one expects a burn injury and and the support is not always great in terms of like friends and family only because, you know, we don't, it's hard to know what to do with a burn injury. So we sort of make friends and family within that community and we have a support group at the hospital and all of that.
2: And I've been involved with Burns Recovered covered in Midwest children's burn camp. Um, a, a, a little bit like each year with, I don't even remember how I started getting involved with Burns Recovered, covered, but learning the stories of all the campers and how camp is it's not just a time to have fun, but to build lifelong relationships, to um, recover from something that was traumatic and to have people who've gone through difficult things to finally be able to feel light and happy and seen and understood and to regain maybe some of what was lost.
3: Absolutely. it It is a place where people truly grow and flourish. In fact, one of our burn survivor campers, then went on to be a counselor in training and then a counselor and then worked at the Burns Recovered office and now is, you know, thriving, doing other things with other nonprofits. And it's it's really cool to watch the opportunities that happen because of Burn Camp and the relationships that we all make. Um, it's truly a amazing place. It you, is. Said,
1: you said a lot of campers end up coming back to work in some capacity. How often does that happen?
3: Oh, gosh, I don't know the percentage, but these days it's a lot. We probably have 8 to 15 counselors in training every single year and then obviously they eventually come become counselors. Um I would say a lot. It it has grown because I think they we have really established this family sort of feel and so it's like of course I'm coming back to our for our family yeah. reunion every mm-hmm. year, you know. Yeah. And I want to
2: bring up the fundraiser again. I really really recommend you go check out Uh, Burns are covered, the Midwest Children's Burn Camp. You can go to brsg.org.
1: There's a little red donate button at the top right.
2: Yep, you can donate there. And then on February 24th, so next month, the Summit for 70 fundraiser. Um, It's a silent auction. It's a raffle for a vacation. Um, Is this the, uh, there's going to be bourbons to taste, like a bourbon tasting, which is really, really fun. Cigars, bourbons, wines. Wine, cocktails, um, hors d'oeuvres, desserts, a beautiful outdoor scene, and this is at the Strathalbyn Farms Club. Strathalbyn Farms Club, and a great way to have, taste some bourbon, have a fun social evening, but also raise money for an incredible cause. Because I don't, I when I first learned about Midwest Children's Burn Camp, I think it was a few years ago when I started getting yeah. involved with the organization. And so for people to know what an important resource this is. It
3: is. I feel like once you kind of, once you come to something for Burns Recovered, you kind of get hooked just because of the feel. If you're a burn survivor or not, we just, it's a, it's an amazing place with uh, lots of love and hard work and compassion and we just are a team. (laughs) Do you (laughs) want to say anything else, Journey?
2: Do you have friends that you like to go to camp with that you see at camp? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of friends. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so the the camp is at the end of July, it starts. Yeah. Right? It, yes. And then but the the applications um uh, next month.
3: Next month. Counselor applications. We're always looking for counselor volunteers. It's for a week. Um and those are those applications are open now. And then yeah, ca- camper applications are opening up in the next uh, six weeks or something.
1: The the website is brsg.org. And if you're specifically interested in the camp, it's brsg.org slash camp. Mm-hmm. Um this, it's great. You can donate there, too. Like we mentioned, that website, there is a red button at the very top right of the site. And you can donate. And that's how this camp and this organization exists, because of the donations and the kindness of people.
3: It is awesome. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having us. We appreciate it. Journey and I will be sure to take lots of pictures climbing some mountains at camp this year. We like to climb. Oh, we forgot to tell them about elephant rocks. You want to tell them about elephant oh, rocks? Yeah.
1: Well, elephant rocks? What is that? What is elephant rocks? I've never heard of elephant rocks.
3: Um, it's big rocks where you get to climb and see the v- v- view.
2: Oh, so oh, wow, that's so cool. That's elephants. very cool. It's like rocks the size of elephants. They're so big, and you get to climb on top of
3: them. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're even bigger than elephants. Honestly, they're humongous, aren't they? Well, that's pretty funny. Journey had to hold my hand the whole time last year. I was a little nervous on Elephant <laughs> Rocks, but Uh-oh. we got through it together. Oh, <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. awesome.
2: Well, Journey, thank you so much for coming in with Rocky, a.k.a. Rachel Sanger <laughs> with Rocky. And I love hearing about the camp. And again, brsg.org. You can donate. You can scroll down to see more about the Bourbon Night. February 24th, so next month at 5 o'clock. It's the Summit for 70 fundraiser benefit. Again, it'll have complimentary cigars, bourbon, wine, cocktails, heavy hors d'oeuvres, desserts, um, beautiful outdoor scene out there, and it's a great opportunity to raise money for Burns Are Covered and the Midwest Children's Burn Camp, where all um, of the campers get to go for free. Awesome. awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Thank Rachel. you Journey,
1: for coming in. <laughs> that's right. I know. We're we're a lot of fun. Journey. We are so much fun.
2: I think we're hilarious. Amy thinks we're funny. I think we're funny. I think we're pretty smart.
1: Journey, do you think we're funny?
3: You got a head nod. Yeah, that's a nod. I think, it's I think, a think nod. we're pretty funny. I'll yeah. take it.
1: Uh, Rachel Sanger, volunteer liaison and medical officer at Burns Recovered Midwest Children's Burn Camp and Journey with us in studio. Thank you again for coming in. This is KMOX. We are going to have Cardinals winter warm up tickets to give away the rest of the week. Tomorrow, uh, we've got uh, man. We're going to give a couple away tomorrow. A couple yeah. of uh, pairs. I gave away of some yesterday. Yep.
2: And I Pat did Pat win?
1: Pat won. I don't.
2: Congratulations, know. Pat. No, I don't think it was Pat. Dave told me who won. Dave. That guy.
1: Oh, Dave Aylor. <laughs> yeah, okay, I producer. didn't know who you were talking about. Like who? Who was that? <laughs> oh, the guy in the room with us. Oh.
2: Yeah. Oops. At any rate, yes, we'll have two prizes to give out tomorrow. We'll
1: have two prizes to give out tomorrow. We'll have one to give out Friday.
2: Oh, my gosh. We should give out the prizes during our pregame extravaganza. Oh,
1: my God. We have a huge amount. Enna- there are oh. so many different bits of speculation yeah. that have been flooding into the text line. 314-436-7900 about the huge Bush Stadium concert announcement coming tomorrow at Here's, eleven o'clock. I am less. So we've been hearing ACDC, yep. Rolling Stones. We think it's Taylor Swift. We've heard uh, Kenny Chesney and Zac Brown Band and with Adam, Adam Wainwright. Wainwright. We've heard. Um, I I heard a new one in the office talking with uh, Andrew yeah. and uh, what's his name Wheeler. Uh huh. Pearl Jam.
2: Oh, that wouldn't.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Don't don't you dare be smirch.
2: I'm not besmirching. You're besmirching. I'm just saying, Bill Dewitt the third and Joe Buck might not be there to say, "Hey, it's Pearl Jam." I
1: was told, yeah, by a source who's not very reliable, yeah. Andrew, that um, he is Joe Buck is good friends with with Eddie or or maybe the rest of the band, Pearl Jam.
2: I mean that makes sense because famous people know famous people.
1: I used to have Eddie Vedder's phone number and I lost it.
2: How did you lose Eddie Vedder? Why did you have? His I didn't phone lose number? it.
1: It was in my phone, and my phone purged a bunch of contacts without yeah. telling me. So but why I don't did know. you
2: have his number?
1: Because I I had a we were out with some people one night, just about ten years ago.
2: That makes no sense. What do you, you mean? don't just go out with some people and come back with Eddie Vedder's Oh yeah, Vedder's no, no, we, told, phone we talked number.
1: about uh, we talked about all kinds of stuff. Talked about jeez uh, baseball stadiums. Talked about all to kinds Eddie. Of and then uh, at the end of the night, uh, my friend said, uh, hey, you guys want to take a picture? And I said, yeah, I'll do that because, of course, mm-hmm. uh, I would. And I just remember him saying, uh, do me a favor and don't post this on Facebook. And I said, I, I don't it's know why.
2: He was embarrassed to be with you.
1: I I thought it was because he was much, much shorter than me. Eddie Vedder is not very tall.
2: I think everybody figured that. Isn't Bono very tiny as well?
1: Yes, but some people might be more self-conscious about it.
2: I always feel like that's the universe balancing out. It would be unfair if Bono were Bono, U2, biggest rock star, and also very tall and attractive. Why? Because it's too much. That's too many good things for one person. No, it isn't one because person. that's just,
1: well, you're right about that. It's too. <laughs> Prince was it's, like five foot two.
2: Right. It's like... Ed Sheeran, you can have this voice and that face.
1: But you can't be handsome.
2: Or this face and that voice. And they're like, oh, yeah. So he, he got the voice. But you can't have...
1: But usually the people who filter their way to stardom uh-huh. have it all. Because it's a very difficult mix to get. There are billions of people in the world. So it would stand to reason that out of 8 billion people, that 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 particular set of assets would all find its way like together. Right? That the handsomeness, beauty... And um, ability and all that stuff. It happens.
2: I think it shows a double standard because I feel like female performers have to be beautiful and talented where male performers just have to be talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ed Sheeran, if Ed Sheeran were a woman, I don't think it's the same thing. Do
1: you remember when Ed Sheeran had a cameo in Game of Thrones and people got <laughs> mad about it? <laughs> <I> <laughs> he was sh- sitting or her- He singly. was one of the uh, uh, the the... Uh, King's Landing guards, mm-hmm. whatever, and he was just there. Did he sing, Tyler? He did. That's right. They, they were singing around like a campfire.
2: When there was a um, an anachronism in Game of Thrones because one of the actors had their Starbucks cup oh, on yeah. the desk during a yeah, scene, yeah, yeah. and they didn't take it out. It
1: wasn't Starbucks. Oh. It was just coffee that they had on set. But yes, it was on the. It was like a <laughs> coffee cup with the coffee sleeve and the lid at a table. Sitting there. And, and not to throw a wrench into our concert non- oh, announcement no. for tomorrow, oh, no. but Eddie Vedder short, uh, Brian Johnson from ACDC short, uh-huh. Angus Young from ACDC short, Taylor Swift tall. Tall. So, does that mean. So, that- can
2: we ask Joe Buck or Bill DeWitt to call in and tell us if the performer is short or tall? That would help us really narrow down our guesses.
1: Now, Bruce Springsteen is a possibility.
2: Is he short? I
1: think he's short. No, he looks like a taller person. I
2: think that's Yeah, the yeah I would think he's probably, you know,
1: 5'10 or so. Uh, mm. A texter suggests that maybe it's Paul McCartney with special guest Yoko Ono. Yeah, sure.
2: No, but someone did say Paul sure McCartney go... with Ringo Starr.
1: Now, that would be something. So, tomorrow, 11 o'clock, a, a major... major.
2: Concert. Major announcement. An concert announcement.
1: I am rooting for Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is my call because that's what I want it to be. I, I'll be happy with Pearl Jam, though.
2: I have a bad feeling it's ACDC.
1: And I could I can see Eddie again, say, hey, remember me from ten years ago? Hey, we hung out one
2: Eddie. night. Eddie. Hey. And he'd say, No.
1: No. I don't know.
3: <laughs> is that how he talks?
1: I guy he's got that deep thing. He's I can't do it. He was wearing a, when I met him, he was wearing a Ron Santo, because he's a big Cubs fan. Okay. He's wearing a Ron Santo Cubs t-shirt and a White Sox helmet. And a he said, helmet? Yeah. And he said, I'm all mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> they,
3: uh, At uh, the bar, the, he was
2: wearing a helmet?
1: Yep, because he had gone to the White Sox game that night, and the manager of the team, Robin Ventura, gave him his coaching helmet. And so he just wore it out all night with his Cub shirt. He was fun. He was a really cool dude. Liked him a lot. I'm much taller.
2: Have you ever gotten nachos in a helmet at the baseball game?
1: Come on, Amy. Yes, of course I have. Have you? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think we still have the helmets.
1: Did you? Did you like... Oh, wait a minute. A texter says Eddie Vedder is Buffalo Bill? Come on. Oh, wait. No. The only impression I do is Buffalo Bill. Let's and hear I'm, it. G- I'm good at it. Let's hear it. Is she a great big vet person? <laughs> <laughs> this music. It it's the worst. It does give you hope. You think it's over and then it doesn't stop. All right. Back tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Anything you missed, it's on the Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's Chris and Amy. Dave Glover is next on KMOX.